you feel that I'm feeling, do, do you feel that I'm being free and I'm thinking free? Yes. yes. Do, do, I actually don't think you're thinking anything. Baby, we're gonna try and see. Conductor. If we stay. Conductor, conductor, conductor. Hey, yo. Yep, yep. What's going on? What it is, what it do. Kyle Means here. Your man. War Media. We are RegalRadio.com. Back once again, another uh, wartime session. Monday, July 13th, I believe. Let me check on my phone. Yes, the 13th. I haven't lost complete track of time yet. That shit happens, though, at times for me. Still not out of the woods yet with a lot of this stuff going on with the COVID and everything, but you know, I'm just keeping on, keeping on, keeping on. And had a little, had a little irritation in my chest today, man. That shit be scary now, man. You can't even have a, a cough. I think that, I think that was mostly though, because I've been sitting on this fan. You might could hear it in the background, but. You know, I just kept the fan on. It, it's been hot in the motherfucker in Chicago for most of the past month. And these fans are the only thing that keep me from being butt naked all the time. Even I would I would almost do it in front of this, you know, if if, if it was like it was last week. But, uh, you know, I'm actually pretty cool right now, literally and figuratively, because of the fan. And it, it only being about 70-something, it's got to be like 70-something degrees right now. It's not in the 90s. Like, it, it's been, at this point of the day, it could be in the mid-80s on most days, you know. So, you know, I'm just chilling, literally. And, um, yeah, just going here, just getting back on. Been about a week and a half, I guess, uh, thereabouts since I've been uh, last on IG with y'all. Uh, and... Uh, Yes, I guess it was a weekend. Now I'm tripping. Now I'm tripping off that. Tripping off that because the last time I was on, me and uh, Mel, shout out Mel Taylor, was talking about. Yeah, I guess it was because the whole the Will and Jada stuff. People was that was bubbling up. And then this week, this past week, so it was just before the weekend, this past weekend, we got the whole, yeah, Friday. It was Friday that where Jada and Will actually spoke on it on the red table. And, uh, you know, that's just gone off the rails, as it were, since then, just shot off. And everybody's been on that. But, uh, you know, I already said my piece on that for the most part when, you know, you could check the last. I don't think I put it up on Anchor, but uh, it's in our video stuff, our IGTV stuff on our on uh, the Regal IG. You know, I it wasn't as freaky as I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like them le really letting us into their their world of swinging and stuff that everybody had assumed that they would, you know, pass each other around and let each other do whatever. But uh, it was more of a typical thing where, you know, they broke up. They just kept it from all of us. And, you know, Jada went off with the young boy and did what she did. And, you know, Will ain't going to be saying what he did anytime soon. But we can assume because they were broken up that he might have did a little something too. But the issue wasn't. On him, because his ladies ain't uh, said that they ain't been no. As one one dude put it on Twitter, when, on my timeline, you know, Margot Robbie ain't snitch, so that's a big part of it. You know, if you go you go ahead and uh, have your fun outside, you know, better pick you a good one who ain't gonna get in your uh, let out your business. You know, what up, Dadrian? 
coming in. Thanks for visiting. But uh, yeah, like I said, man, you know that's you know it's it's you know what happened with them is sort of identifiable, which I think a lot of people you know has caused a lot of the conversation to uh, to really take off because it is identifiable, but it's also between these world famous people who are endlessly interesting. So I think uh, you know I don't. You know, uh, I, I understand why people have talked about it. I'm not one of these people who judge other people online for what they want to talk about. For the most part, it's, it's just getting off jokes. That's that's really what, you know, our social media is now. It's more it's mostly a joke generator. You know, we we find different things to joke about every day. And, um, you know, we either we either are joking about something or we're deadly serious about it. We're too serious about it, and that'll take me. I'll take I'll take that as a transition into my main subject that I want to get into. At least my first subject I want to get into today, which is the whole Kanye for president shit. And um, you know, that in and of itself is problematic, and there's you know, there's a lot of stuff we could be said that can be said about. Kanye's supposed declaration to run and the way it's been responded to where, you know, the media, I think, has done a piss poor job of media in general. I'm not speaking, I'm not standing outside the media, you know, as as, uh, even as barely as much as I'm in it, you know, I'm not standing outside it, but, but, uh, there's just not been enough explanation or consideration or, you know, just com- confirmation given to the fact that he can't really run for president this year and he's not really a serious candidate. But we still have all this discussion and things about, oh, well, you know, I, I vote for him over Joe Biden, and, you know. Yeah, who's who's the real who's really out there looking out for black people if it ain't no ain't you know you dealing with the lesser two evils you might as well vote for Kanye. Yeah, even even if you could vote for him, it's why would you vote for him? <laughs> and you know, if you put yourself in a position where you uh you know deem him to be a serious candidate you'll put yourself in the position of a chance the rapper who today just really played himself in all types of ways and really had Chicago taking, you know, we'll, we'll t- we don't, we know how to separate ourselves. From, we, we, we sort of root too hard for our guys at times. We hold our people down, especially when they're successful, overly successful. And, you know, that's to our credit, but, there are times too where we we know how to separate ourselves quickly from our guys in Chicago when they make an ass of them. So Kanye, of course, is a good example of that. And Chance was today as well defending him on uh, Twitter and you know saying like just really perceiving Kanye to really be this sort of third party savior in this election where. You know, he he doesn't trust Biden. You know, of course, he doesn't fuck with Trump. So Kanye is the savior. Kanye is the guy who's going to do a good job in in the presidency. In spite of no evidence of that, nothing that he's done in his public life, much like Trump. You know, in, in 2015, when he first uh no first uh declared himself a candidate there was nothing in his life leading up to that even though he had been a public figure for about 40 years prior to that nothing that said that he would be a good president he hadn't done any work in the public sector uh that uh public sector I should say that uh would allow us to think that he w- would be a good uh leader a good statesman a good person to enact policy and that's the same thing for kanye you know uh 
and really uh, it's it's just there's probably there's already been some pieces written about uh chance that have detailed the tweets and the responses to the tweets that he's had but you know just go to you can just go to his twitter he's he hasn't taken anything down that i've seen there's been some screenshots of uh of terry cruz agreeing with him which is hilarious and you know chance in response to uh terry cruz you know uh you know uh bigging him up is saying like oh he's, he's i think he's starting to regret the initial stance that he's took uh, uh at least publicized today and um you know it's, it's it's i guess it's one of those things where you have to see where you have to uh, acknowledge who's with you. You know, you can say what you want and feel what you want. And, you know, you have your platform on social media to spew it out. But then when you see who's actually agreeing with you, it provides you that needed uh, perspective where it's like, oh, well, maybe I am wild in here. Maybe uh, I need to think out my my uh, thoughts a little bit more. And, uh you know, I like I, I admire Chance in a lot of ways. I think he's a, overall a good dude. He uh, cares a lot about black people. He cares a lot about Chicago, which are things that I care about as well. And uh, you know, but just be, you just we can't assume that these people because they're willing to give of themselves and their energy, their you know riches or whatever to you know, promoting positive ideas that they, we can't assume that they're of real leadership quality or of, a, you know, that they're really of a, of a mental stock that allows them to uh, promote presidential candidates or promote any type of game changing ideas that will mean a lot to the direction of this country, you know, some a lot of these cats just really need to you know put their money down onto uh philanthropic efforts they can they could be poster children for certain uh efforts and stuff like that but you know really you know trying to dictate policy or anything like that or dictate the the real direction of this country who's going to be leading us Y'all got to step back with that because y'all don't know what you're saying or what you're doing. You're really not thinking out things in the right way. And um, as far as Kanye go, Kanye doesn't even put himself in a position where you could say that he's actively doing anything positive. He just says shit. And then, um, you know, it was, it was, be- it was a beautiful... Uh, I, uh, beautifully written in a way by Craig Jenkins. Uh, you can read him in Vulture of New York Magazine, their website, and uh, he wrote a piece that's up. And I'm going to read, uh, he, he compared Kanye to a summer rain where, you know, you just have this massive burst of energy, this burst of water that comes on, that, you know, rains down on us and it creates all type of chaos, you know, chaos in in a short time you know rain puddles and all this stuff you know mud or whatever and those clouds that produce that rain move on to something else while we're all left you know uh in the dealing with the puddles drowning in the in the in the, in the waste of in in the result of their of their rain and uh you know that's that's this sort of back and forth that we're going through now talking about you know whether or not he's a viable candidate there should be no discussion about whether or not Kanye West is a viable candidate for the president of the United States he's not just like there shouldn't have been any discussion over Donald Trump because Donald Trump was never a viable candidate a viable person for the uh, presidency of the United States but we allowed him to be we entertained that too many people entertained that, uh, you know, and and actually exercised that with their vote, tragically. To and and now we're knee deep in the tragedy of the worst presidency 
in modern times, arguably of any time. You know, it's hard. You know, I I looked on a little bit on uh, Beat the Press yesterday, and they were arguing about that. Is he the worst president? You know, you had George Will on there. George Will will pull out any president's name from any era. He he mentioned they were talking about James Buchanan and uh, Andrew Johnson. And there's other people who would bring up like an Andrew Jackson, who was, you know, of course, one of the most racist presidents ever. And uh, but Johnson was pretty racist, too, I believe. And, uh, you know, uh, there's been presidents who only lasted like weeks at it, you know, and stuff. But, you know, you could even put I forget the president who was McCarthy or something that was assassinated after 38 days or something. But you have to put him above Trump because, you know, not that I would wish for this for Trump even, but if Trump was uh, Trump was murked thirty eight days into his uh, presidency, a lot less damage would have been done right now. Imagine if Trump was murked thirty eight days to his presidency, would we even be dealing with this COVID nineteen stuff right now? Would we be all, you know, in the position we're in with this virus if? You know, if, even if Pence was was president, would we be in this position? Prince Pence would likely have been a lame duck too at this point if he was running things for the past three years. But you know, would we be in as bad a position as we are in now, holistically as a nation? If Trump, you know, of course, if he didn't win or if he somehow, you know, just didn't live out this uh through this four years you know we so if you think of a president that didn't even have a chance to really make an impact they were elected but didn't make an impact you know they not a high on the list of best presidents there that have ever been but they have to be better than uh trump and that you know i i would say this I would say there's no comparison comparing him to the worst president. No comparing in regards to the worst presidents. Uh, he just was. He just never was up to the job. He's never. He's he doesn't know how to deal with people. He's always combative without ha- having any type of ideas of his own. Any type of sit- solutions to to ideas or or issues. He creates problems, never solves them, and he's just a dope man who, you know, an idiot who we have to uh, we have to get him out of office, man. And we can't be playing around with any really any third party candidates. I'm not saying that Joe Biden is the most inspirational candidate there is. You know, it'd be nice if if somehow through that process the Democrats could have selected someone who was more you know who had more of a youthful energy more of a uh the energy that follows up what obama provided but you know and i said this on twitter i think what what we did in 08 as much as what we did in 16 led us down this path where people too many people in our country think that just because a person is famous and they say they want to be president, that that's enough to get them in the door. That shouldn't be. It's not. It's not about being famous. It's not about, uh, you know, being an entertainer and, you know, uh, you know, it's not about being, you know, someone who reflects personal you know, reflects these specific ideas or ideals about what America should be. It's about someone who, you know, and 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 there is definitely an argument about, especially where black folks come from, where, you know, you don't want, you want to stop with these moderates. You want to, you, you don't want to have people who, you know, are just playing the middle. Now we have to have people who, because Chance was brought this up to quite a bit when he was speaking in, in his tweets, I should say. You know, he wants, you know, he's advocating for reparations. He's advocating for, 
you know, the end of homelessness. He's advocating for these, you know, radical ideas, which really shouldn't be radical. These should be things that we should have either got done already at this point of our nation's history, or we should be really firmly working on them, honestly, uh, and earnestly at this point. But it's because we still are willing to uh, vote for people like Donald Trump, you know, we don't even we don't even get to any starting point in dealing with, uh, you know, ideas that benefit a majority of people in this country or, you know, that take care of people who are in the, the lesser, you know, that 99 percent that or even lower who are really struggling and who are overlooked by society. You know, we we're not a society who takes care of the weakest among us because people like Donald Trump don't believe in that. And those are the people who we elect to our leadership at every level of government from the, you know, the federal level on down. And I think, you know, as, as I move on from this subject, there's only so many ways that we could say that our political system is broken. You know, we probably, we really probably could use a third, a viable third party in America right now. You know, just having these two parties and these two, these two selection, these two selections every year, these two choices every year, uh, you know, of a, of a evil and a lesser evil, that's, that doesn't do anything to progress our society. And we probably could use, uh, a viable third party that is based in, you know, if not an outright revolutionary uh, platform, at least a, a, a true progressive platform that is uh, mindful of the issues of uh, civil rights and true liberation of the black people of black people in America and things like, you know, reparations and uh, rectifying the the issues of slavery as they were put upon us this society we still as long as we don't answer for that for the original sin of slavery our nation is going to be broken in some way and we don't have leaders who are willing to uh, you know uh, act, act you know we don't have leaders that are willing to uh, you know, speak upon that and, and enact a policy that and that you know, fixes the that original sin. Then we're we're just gonna keep going round and round with what we're doing. We're in you know dealing with the same issues and the same shit that previous generations have. So you know that's in in a short. You know, I'm I'm trying not to ramble on about this, but I I don't I don't like I say I don't blame people who are frustrated with the lack of choice and with the uninspiring uh, aspects of the choices that we have. But you know, you have to think harder than Kanye West, and just because you know, I think. Um, um, Mickey Kendall said that on Twitter. Just because someone's your, f- no, nah, uh, Jill Hopkins. Let me let me let me get that right. Jill Hopkins said that on Twitter. That's because someone's your friend doesn't mean that you have to root for them to be the president of the United States just because they want to be. You know, so chance. You know, you should think about your where you are right now and your platform. You know, John Legend is a friend has or has been. I don't know where they stand now of Kanye, but he's been very much in Kanye's life over the past 15 years. And, you know, he's, he made a very cogent statement today about, you know, not falling for these, these traps that these famous people set in getting attention and wanting to uh, be, uh, you know, involved in, in, uh, you know, uh, involved in political, uh, races and stuff like that because all it leaves is 
it, it potentially leads us to more tragedy like we've had with Donald Trump as our leader of the free world. And we can't we can't survive. We can't deal with this stuff anymore. We have to get real leaders in back in our government. And I think we have to do that at every level. And, uh, you know, as far as black folks and our, uh, our engagement with the system, there's a lot of people, some people who I respect and, uh, you know, admire who, you know, they, they say that we should, you know, not vote or not engage in the system and, you know, I just think that, that they ain't going to do nothing but lead us to be more alienated than we already are. You know, we have to engage ourselves at every level of the system, from our block to our, our, all them, our, uh, our wards, our city wards, to our citywide elections. We have to get people involved in these races, and we have to craft we have to build up these leaders that we want. You know, we can't just expect them to come out of out of the sky like Obama did. Or we can't have people who built up their lives as something else, as a athlete or entertainer, and then just plop them in the in the politics and say, "Oh, you know, you, you've been successful at this other stuff. Then you should be able to lead us." as a society we have to give ourselves better options than that as black people and as you know people you know black people latinos Asians, whatever you know L, you know lgbtq or whoever whatever uh group you're coming from that where you you want to advocate for yourself and you no know, and as and as a collective we have to build up people amongst all these groups that are responsible, that are well, uh, that are well educated in some way, and who have who are tasking themselves with serving the people, not just serving themselves in order to make themselves into some big shit that they think will allow them to win an election just off their name. I, I want people running for president who actually have actually have engaged in some sort of political structure leading up to that. You can't you can't just you you made hit records for twenty years. Now you want to be president. You've been uh, you know you've been a charlatan in in real estate and. <laughs> you know, a, a scammer and all this stuff for 40 years and, a you know, a, a loud mouth in the press. And now you want to be president. Why? What? You haven't even won an election. You ain't, you know, you weren't even Queensboro president. You know, Donald Trump. Uh, you know, Kanye, you didn't even run for Alderman. You could you could run for Alderman on, over in South Shore. Whatever, you know, whatever one of those wars over there. Your boy Ryanfest did that much. He didn't win, but he at least, you know, approached the he approached things from the ground up in regards to, you know, what his role was as a as a potential leader, and he was you know he was responsible and dutiful in a way that of course we we can't even expect kind of, that of Kanye, you know. You know, or, or no, you ain't have to run in Chicago, run in, in Calabasas, whatever, whatever representation you have in, you know, in, in L.A. and that in Southern California, I'm sure they they will expect they would like to have you represent them. There's people out there that would like to have you represent them. You don't have to represent everyone at once. Give yourself some time. Give yourself a chance. If you really care about serving people. Fucking, fucking, be on the uh, school board for North for North's, uh school district. Do something that it, that shows that you really care about serving people. You know, I work in healthcare, so 
Okay. Uh, I, I was doing that all, you know, all along, um, working at a steel nurse facility. So I was asked to come in. Uh, there was no time off or working from home, anything like that. Um, but we, we fished out here and there, here and there. Um, we went to uh, Beatnik on the River a couple Saturdays ago. Um, so we branched out. We branched out. What, what were your experiences like, you know, in, in healthcare, being in that in that area? I, I think I haven't really spoken to anyone who's I think has been on the front line like that during all this. But what, is, what was that like for you? Man, it's, it's, it's mentally exhausting, man, as, as somebody can imagine. Uh, you know, always having to put on active equipment. Before you walk into an individual's room, got to take it off before you leave the room. Down up again uh, uh, when you go see your next patient. So each day, myself and my coworkers will have between eight to ten, eight to eleven patients. So we're doing that in between every every person that we see, um, along with making sure that we're following the guidelines for hand washing, um, checking in with our, our bosses to let them know if anybody's showing symptoms. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's, it's there was a period of time in there where it, it was rough coming into work, man. Which I'm sure uh, my coworker, my fellow therapist, can uh, can speak on. Um, but especially nurses, especially nurses, you know. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, we can't give enough, you know, respect and uh, and love to the people who have taken care of of so many people, you know. The elderly, the the sick, you know, throughout this time is, you know, is, is really was an uphill battle, and uh, it's so many places now that are either falling back to to previous rates where, you know, more people are dying again in in some hot spots, and some some states are reaching new levels of of illness and stuff, and rate illness rates and stuff, and it's it's really tough to see. In Illinois, we've been better than most spots. We've been able to get our stuff down, and but uh, you know, have has that been has that made a difference in your work more recently than compared to like a month, couple months ago? Uh, I think so. I think so. I think um, you know, people were were kind of getting start crazy and, and, and catching that cabin fever from. Uh, the shelter in place that we were, we were going through on um, the Mayor Lightfoot um, implemented. Um, but I think it really did. It's, it's, it's got to have played some role in, like you said, how how better off we are today than in comparison to some other states, some other places. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just hope, I think it's Atlanta, are they back to phase one? I just hope we don't yeah, I think I think in 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 Southern Cali too. I think they've gone back to phase one. So that's you know, yeah, and it's a lot of people there. So the chances of them of an explosion in that area, and thinking in other areas like Texas and Florida, where they're they're high populations, like this is really dangerous. Where you know it's really dangerous stuff going on, and and it kind of goes back into what I was talking about before you came on with our lack of leadership at the federal level. You know, I think, I think I saw something today where a, a health expert was like, if we just shut every, if we had just shut everything down for six weeks and made it mandatory to wear masks, that we would have been in, we would, as a nation, we'd be in a much better position right now. But we, we couldn't have done that because our, our president just, was only recently willing to wear a mask in public, and they and they made it into this whole uh, this whole political this whole political uh, back and forth where you got people who want to be aligned to him and not want to wear masks because they feel it's in, in uh, it's in, it's going against their freedoms when they're going out and just being irresponsible. That's all they were doing. They weren't, they're not being patriots. They just were being selfish. And we don't have anybody who who can bring the nation together and say, 
look, you have to sac- you have to make these sacrifices in order to save people's lives. We just had someone who was egging egging these folks on and letting them do dangerous things that have uh, set us all back as as a nation. It's been challenging not having that, that shining light, that beacon, that example that you that you speak about. Um, but you know, it's kind of been Trump's MO. He's, he's just very divisive. Um, you know, seems to always be antagonizing some group of people. Yeah. So it's part for the corners right now, man. Unfortunately, but you know, the thing we can do is get out there and vote come November, man. You make sure that we don't go through another span of time like we going through right now, or at least put somebody in a position that hopefully can make better decisions. Kanye, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, I just I just went off for him a half hour. I just went off on him for a half hour, man, but I, I know you think that's ridiculous, too. I do. I think, uh, you know, Kanye showed us that you know he'll, he'll usually speak publicly about things when he's about to drop an album or something's about to go down just to draw more attention to himself and I think uh, I heard something about him you know uh, maybe being off his medicine so who knows what's, what's going yeah. on in the world of Kanye right now man uh, I just I hope he's getting the proper help that he needs because I do believe that uh, he's a creative genius for what that's worth musically uh, not really sure if he is equipped to run the country but then again Who's in office right now? So, well, yeah, well, that's the thing. We lowered our standards so much. We don't know what you know. And we just we just had a great president in Obama. I, I think he was really in the upper echelon of presidents in modern times. But because of racism and really just you know, oh, I think there's a there's an element of uh, of apathy overall in the nation. Where we just act like, you know, we we don't we don't really take in consideration what is real leadership anymore, and we just think we just want to have someone who, who uh, you know, who panders to to us in some way. And Obama Obama pandered to people in certain ways, but when he got into the office, he did he did what was right above all. And there was he, he made some missteps at times too, but he he worked on doing what was right for the mo for the for the majority of people, and for some people that just wasn't enough because he didn't look like the person who they wanted to have in office. They wanted to have they wanted to have a Donald Trump in office, and and look what that's gotten us, you know. I totally agree with you, man. You can't please everybody, man. Yeah, and, and some people don't need to be pleased or listened to. And and we have we have to put some of these people in in the rear view because you know when we look at the reason why we we still have Confederate flags up in 2020 and we still had Confederate soldiers being honored with statues and stuff it's because we listened to too many of the wrong people over over generations and you know it, it, it's held us all back as a, as a nation but. We 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 working on that now, so you know it's a lot of a lot that's changing. Before I want we gonna do I want to do some. I know you want to do some NBA talk right quick, but, but I know because you know you're versed you're well versed in sports overall. When we talk about change in sports, I think the main thing we're talking about right now is Washington changing their name, Washington football team. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that right quick, and you know. What do you think about just that happening and how much of a monumentous thing could that be? Oh, man, I think it's it's, it's a long time coming. It's, you know, all the sports pundits, the talking heads on ESPN and Fox Sports have said it's a long time coming. Um, I'm sorry that it took this long for it to happen, but at least we're here now. Yeah. to kind of force uh, those co-responsors to 
in turn forced the hand of Daniel Snyder yep. finally <laughs> to make a change. Uh, I'm kind of interested, well, not kind of, but I'm definitely interested to see what they change the name to. Uh, I wish they would give more consideration to the Red Tails yeah. uh, moniker, the Tuskegee Airmen of World War II, but we'll see. We'll see, man. What do you think about it? Yeah, I pretty much just agree with you on all all those fronts, man. I think, you know, like you said, it it really was FedEx who made this change happen, and not uh, you know, Daniel Snyder. Daniel, if he, if it left up to Snyder, he'd still he's, they would still be that that racial slur team. But uh, yeah, this is definitely a positive uh progression, a positive development amongst all this that's going on and. We're seeing a lot of things change in society at different levels. Uh, you know, some of it's more important than others, but I think for for Washington and that community, and for you know, for for the respect and the deserved respect and honor that we should give to our Native American community, it's a it's a step forward, you know, and and this, it it makes it makes us all better. As a as a sports community and as a as a as a community of a in general where we like I say put those put that negative stuff in the past where you know we we're not listening to the people who would rather divide us and would rather do things that are spiteful and hateful and 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 call and pass it off as heritage those. That's not that's not what we're what we should be about in twenty twenty at this point in our in our nation's history. That's not what we should be about. So yeah, I'm definitely I definitely would like to see you know the Red Tails I think would be a good name. I think there's a couple other names. I, I kinda like uh the hogs. I think if, if you if anybody know about the eighties teams that they had, those those uh those championship teams that they had in Washington their offensive line was called the Hogs. So that would be sort of a, a throwback to that team. And, you know, something that that, that I think Washington could take pride in in, in in their own way. But, you know, the Red Tails would definitely be a good name. Well, the only thing I think with that is, is while it would be very respectful to the black community and it will be something that, you know, because Washington has been known as Chocolate City and, you know, very – a, a town that's associated with black culture and pride, you know, it, it's also a military thing too. And I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I heard Bomani Jones mention it today. It's like, I, I don't know about the NFL and their connection with the military, like, in, you know, pro, you know, promoting that. That's something that I think we need to break off as well, you know, because in, in the past, that that type of stuff has sort of led to. The reaction that we had with Colin Colin Kaepernick and his kneeling, people were so worried about offending the uh, the military, they took what was an honest and should an effective protest and made it into some other shit. To where we were still we were still arguing about it a couple months ago with Drew Brees because people couldn't get that out their head. So you know the NFL co-opting. Their mission with the military, I, I really that's really not something that I really agree with. But at the same time, with the red tails, it, it's it's a specific enough term where, like I said, it's mostly it's more about representing uh, history and and Black Americans' role in representing our country. To where I I think you could get you could get away with that, especially in Washington. You might have to run that again, man. You kind of broke up some, man. Oh, 
when the social justice messages on the back of the jerseys or Black Lives Matter being painted on the courts in Orlando um, or Lift Every Voice and Scene being played before the games, um, NFL kickoff weekend, uh, the, the changing of the Redskins moniker is by far the most symbolic gesture that probably can be offered in the realm of sports. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it definitely impactful because of its long history, definitely. But let, let, let's let's get into the NBA stuff before uh, we gotta wrap up. But uh, you know, you mentioned you mentioned the guys being able to have, you know, and we should make it clear: there's only a limited number of uh, words or sayings that they could put on their jerseys. But there there will be guys putting stuff like equality and Black Lives Matter and stuff on their jerseys when they start playing at the end of the month. Uh, LeBron James has gotten, of course, uh, he's gotten some high, uh, some he's gotten some stories this week about him not choosing to put his put anything like that on his jersey. Uh, Anthony Davis, his his teammate out there in LA, has followed suit. But what do you think about them choosing not to put anything specifically on their jerseys? When I first heard that, I was uh, I guess almost taken aback. Like, really, you're not. Of all the players that I thought would for sure be sporting something on the back of that jersey, I thought definitely LeBron, the one who's kind of out in front, uh, yeah. with the pack on everything, uh, at least in terms of on the NBA side of things. Uh, but then when I learned more about how, um, you know, there were there were only a certain amount of approved messages. Uh, yeah, you could. They couldn't put exactly what they want. They didn't have the final choice on what they could put on. Yeah. yeah. That's that's where I am. Like LeBron does things in real life. Like he he doesn't have to put anything on his jersey if he if he doesn't want to. So I don't I don't mind that. And you know, apparently with Davis, he says he just wants to represent his family. So it, and that's what you have your last name for to represent your family. So if he, if that's what he wants to get down, I'm I don't blame him either. You know, so. I, you having that choice is is what's important. I would have liked, it, like like you, I, I would have liked if the NBA would have get, let them have free reign with what they put on their jerseys. But they're still they're still a corporate entity, and they're gonna they they have they give a lot more leeway to their guys than any other league, especially the NFL. But though know, there's still limits. Like in the NBA, they don't kneel during the national anthem because. That is written in their in their CBA that they don't do those things. That's something that they agreed to. So, you know, it's that's just how it is. But you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see you know what what statements are made and you know who who makes them be there on their jersey or elsewhere. But uh, you know, as far as uh the stuff that we've been seeing leading up to this bubble play, man. You know, we got the the word about Westbrook coming down with COVID today. He says he still he feels pretty good overall, but he's he's going to be pretty much quarantined leading up to the games. You know, there's still a lot of worry about who who potentially could come down with stuff and and when. And uh, you know, there, there's all these little stories about girls possibly getting snuck in. And I I just saw something before I came on about. Uh, I think Ray Rayshawn Holmes of the of the Kings broke out of the of the bubble to get a pick up a delivery order. Like he, he's like me, man. I, I'm glad he used Postmates because that's my go to too. Like, but, but he sound he, he sound like me, man. He, he went out to break the bubble to get some food, man. Like, like I don't know, man. It, it's it, it's it seems like it's gonna be some trouble, man, with this bubble stuff. I, I think so too. I don't. I don't know how they how they can police that man all the way around yeah. during the time that we're gonna be there. That's gonna be that's gonna be rough, man. 
And I think it's, it's so is Westbrook one of the two or three that they say came back positive, or is he excluded from that? Because he's not. But you know what? Matter of fact, it's not Westbrook because it was two inside the campus already. I think two right. or three. Yeah. I saw a story on um, that tested positive, and now they got a self quarantine. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be hard for them to go through this go through this restart without stopping again. At least once. I would I would be I wouldn't be surprised at all if they stopped again for a certain period of time. And you know, I don't know if they will stop them for good, but they may have to regroup this thing at some point. And one of the main cards on somebody's team comes down with it. Then it's like, yeah. that's a major asterisk right there. Yeah, the people, there's all sorts of comments like, if LeBron get it, they shutting everything down. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, it, 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 right. it, that very well could happen, you know. So we'll see. Would you agree, would you agree that he has the most to lose if this season isn't, uh, if this season doesn't reach its conclusion? As a, as a player, individual, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think you know he he his legacy is pretty much in you know solidified. So I don't know if he has much to lose. I think I think he very much wants to win this year. But if if it doesn't happen, I think he can he can regroup for possibly that next season starting in December and and use that to get things done again. That probably would be his last real run. But he he still has that he still has some time. I think there may be more on the on the there may be more of a strain on a person like Giannis who was maybe making decisions about his future and his viability and winning in, in a place like Milwaukee. You know, but uh yeah, we 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 gonna get the stuff like that on on running with war, and you're gonna hear my man Drew speaking with the rest of us on that uh, on those shows coming forward. So I'll make sure we get off and not get cut off like I like we normally do at the end of these at these hours. But Drew, man, get get the people uh, your info how to get with you, man, on online and on. Uh, yeah, we got about thirty seconds left. Definitely. That's it. Yeah. Read them. Read them on WeAreRegalRadio.com. He's been doing a lot of great writing for us. Uh, you know, he's got some great pieces. 